welcome to another Movie Mastery. It's the podcast where we listen to the movies that you want us to watch, and then we lick them and get all five senses in there, all of them together. We get them, we touch them, we fondle movies. You get a little Stephen, uh, or like a little uh, Morty, uh, what do you call it there, Rick and Morty in there. Little Rick. Little Rick. <laughs> little Ricky. <laughs> I'm getting a Lime Ricky in here. <laughs> Lime Ricky is a weird drink. Yeah, it is a weird drink for a weird gentleman. Yeah. It's hard to find a good Lime Ricky these days. I don't really know where you go to get one. <laughs> yeah, normally all I can find are Lemon Richards. Yeah, <laughs> the Lemon Richard being the most common of drinks. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's got a good old Lemon Richard for you. Yeah. I mean, I know where I could go and find an egg bath or <laughs> uh, a excellent. chocolate movie. That's one of my favorites. Oh, uh, the chocolate movie. Yeah. But a lemon Richard, I just—they're just everywhere. Yeah, this it's is, terrible. There's no point. Why are we talking about? What, what, what are we doing? Who, <laughs> I don't even. I know. shouldn't even be talking. I have been introduced. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Movie Mastery time. I'm John. That was Jeff just talking. Oh, you introduced me. You ruined the mystique. Oh, I ruined. He's actually mystique. <laughs> I'll spend the rest of the movie looking like uh, the person who plays mystique because yeah, you'll be J Law for J-Law, the rest of the movie because it's, it's cheaper than putting on the blue stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh we randomly rolled to see what movie we are watching and this week it is a talking cat a talking cat and that is the name of the movie and it's ugh, we watched the trailer and I can't I can't even begin to handle this because I'm now having flashbacks to the worst movie we ever watched yeah which was not part of movie mastery we did it a long time ago it's Back part in the of a day, part of a horror Toberfest thing. If you want to go dig through our extensive catalog to go find our review of Franken Queen, yeah, thirteen thirteen Franken Queen, then uh, you'll see that it's the worst thing that's ever happened. And <laughs> the movie, A Talking Cat, directed by the same person, appears to be filmed in the same house. It looks like the exact same house. You yeah. can tell because there's half a car in it. Oh, right, and because they have the pool. They have the pool with the three spigots that go up above the hot tub area. Yeah, there's a pool where Papa has to soak. Yeah, Papa has to soak, and then two guys play a game where they splash near each other, but not on each other because they can't mess up their hair. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. So, anyway, we know it's the same movie because it has the same director. A guy, I think his name is David or Richard Dakota. Ah, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Dick Dakota. Yeah, Dick Dakota. That's his name, Dick Dakota. Dick Dakota sounds like a great private eye. Yeah, if you want to see how Dick Dakota solved the mystery of all these shirtless dudes splashing at each other, <laughs> just turn to the back of this book. Uh, excellent. Okay, so a talking cat apparently is about a cat that can talk but only once to a person. <laughs> and by it can talk, we mean it has Julia Roberts' brother's voice. Oh, good. That's Yeah, that's, that's Eric Roberts doing that voice. Also, it has... You ever see one of those old cartoons where instead of animating the lips for something, they would just, like, film someone's mouth moving and superimpose that over a still image? Yeah, I want to say that's a clutch cargo thing. That was where that first got started, where they, they superimposed the mouth because it was cheaper than animating. Yeah, that is 100% what is happening with this cat. Yeah, except it's not even a human mouth. Instead, they just used Photoshop to put a black line in front of where its cat mouth is. It's just... And, burp, 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 yeah, <laughs> they just expanded and contracted the black line. Oh, that's, yeah. That's all it is. It's so awful. It's amazing. And I love that the cat also just looks angry to be there. Oh, yeah. It's just some bored old cat. It is 
No. Also, I feel like the trailer is like two minutes long and every sentence in it is people saying, a cat? Hey, there's a cat here? Did we get a cat? Can we? We should get a cat. Hey, is that a cat? Whoa, that is a cat. That was. I saw that cat. There, there was. And then you also get in the trailer, which you can pick and choose what you want in there. There is a scene towards the very start where, like, I, it's probably the dad and his son are talking, but one's, like, upstairs and one is downstairs, and it just sounds like they had a camcorder because the sound is, Hey, Dad, I want somebody to go I'm just trying to find a circle of life. <laughs> Everything the light touches will be yours. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So two James Earl Joneses in a room is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's just real weird. Yeah, it, it sounds like they just used the room mic and they didn't actually mic or ADR anybody. No. So everything was just, we are going to do one take with one mic in one place. Fuck you, let's go. <laughs> let's do Well, especially because also the kid flubs one of his lines in that trailer. Yeah. He says something like, uh... Dad, was that a cat that says cat the? <laughs> and they just they just kept it in. Yeah, it's it is amazing to me that this is the trailer for it. I cannot imagine how awful this movie is going to be. Right, because everything in the trailer is just, hey, I, I'm a cat and I can I can talk to a human yeah, once once, and it is even for someone that should be excited to be in a movie like you know. If you're just Julia Roberts' brother and you're someone goes, hey, do you want to be in a movie? You should be like, yes, I want to be in a movie. Let me try my hardest. But it just sounds like he literally phoned it in. Is like, hey, I, I'm a cat. Yep, that that's what happens. Anyway, here we go. Eric Roberts is actually in a lot of movies. Uh, he's he's been around for quite a while. No, uh, fuck but, that guy. But but anyway, no, it really. I mean, we made the same joke in Food Fight about how it sounded like these people were doing their voice work from just straight up over a random phone. Yeah. Like, I know that your big name super voice actors, your Jim Cummingses and so on, all the guys whose job it is to, like, I forget the name of the guy, but the one that does, like, every animal sound in every movie there ever has been. <laughs> it's just the same guy all the time. It's the guy who does Scooby. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, that guy doesn't leave his house, right? I mean, he's just got a recording studio there and he sends you his takes. Yeah. Like, he's, he's got it made and figured out. But this is like Eric Roberts. They were just like, well, we'll just call him and have him do his lines. And he did not stop eating soup to do these. No. He's like, look, guys, this soup is hot right now. This soup won't be hot after I do these lines. I'm eating this soup. So, uh, anyway. We're talking crap, right? Cut. Cut. Print. Go. Done. We're done here. That's, that's the one. That's the take. I can tell. I'm Eric Roberts. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, predictions. Predictions. Uh, okay, so predictions for this? God, because we've seen another fucking Dakota movie, so... My my assumption is that it's just nothing happens. My Like, I feel like they want this to be a movie where it's, oh, the cat makes everyone learn a valuable lesson. But I want to assume no one actually learns anything. My prediction is at the end of the movie, everyone is the exact same asshole they were at the beginning of the movie. I'm going to predict that we see a repeated shot of a car driving. And I don't mean like a lot of shots of car driving because that's a cheap predi- cheap prediction. It's too easy. I mean, we're going to see the same shot of a car driving. And I'm going to say more than twice. <laughs> okay. At least three or more times the same shot. I'm also going to go ahead and venture, and all of mine are going to be about the quality of the film in this, this case. I'm going to venture another one, which is that uh, we are going to see a scene where the music stops 
and then just starts another song. Like in the, <laughs> like in the middle of the scene, some dumb song will be all, cause all the music was like, kind of stuff. Oh yeah, it's just weird background circus music. Yeah. I, I predict the scene where the scene just, the song just ends in the middle of it and so they just load up the next one. It's just a soundtrack they have. The circus soundtrack, volume three, and they just hit play. Yeah, guarantee it. So there's my predictions. All right, and last prediction for me, I'm going to go ahead and say that the cat is actually an alien. Oh, that's a daring one. That would assume that something happens. Yeah, I want to I wanna say something happens. I, I don't know. Maybe the cat's an angel. Maybe the cat's an alien. The cat is something. Okay, there you go. He says he has rules, so I assume probably more like angel, because there's rules. There's Yeah, you can only talk to him once. Yeah. He says there's rules and he doesn't make them up, so it's not like he's a magical being. He has to be sent there. I like the idea that you can only talk to him once because he's a one-night stand kind of cat. Yeah, like, it's look, not like- you can only talk to me once. It's not because I can only talk to you once magically, but because I'm going to leave. Yeah, I'm out of here. Look, I got what I wanted out of this. <laughs> look, you talked to me. I imparted some life lessons. There's cab fare on the cabinet ta- on the table. <laughs> You're still here? Uh... Look, there's a great breakfast place downstairs. You go to it. <laughs> All right, so we are going to be back after watching a talking cat. sourdough loaf is that middle bread oh man that middle bread is so good who wants just crust that's why i don't get soup bowls yeah well it's one of those things where i look at the the soup bowl like you go get that sourdough bread bowl and i'm like can you just also give me a lump of bread with that yeah where's the middle lump what happened to it i mean are you cutting it? I, I bet you they're cutting it up and making croutons out of it. That's probably what's actually happening to it. Oh, but, that's how they get you. But I want that. I want that kind of vaguely hexagonal clump of bread from the middle before they put in all that chowder. Yeah. Mmm. That's the good bread. Right? Oh, man. A vaguely hexagonal lump of, sour, of crustless sourdough? I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you could just order that. Like, <laughs> he'll have the bread bowl and I'll have the bread from the inside of it. <laughs> Can you serve it near soup? <laughs> I'll have a regular bowl of soup and a big old hunk of bread. I'd like, I'd like the reverse soup bowl in bread, which is where you take that middle piece, it's where you dunk it a, in bread. I was soup. about to say, it's where you have soup and then just a big old ball of bread in the middle of it. Oh, so it's like matzo ball, but it's just a sourdough bread interior? Yeah. All right, I could go for that. That doesn't sound terrible. You know what does sound terrible? A talking cat. A talking cat? A talking cat? <laughs> God damn it, that movie. <laughs> no, that movie, uh, that was weird. That was real weird. Yeah, no, it was, okay. The first thing I noticed, which kind of drove me nuts in this, is that I couldn't find the name in the credits. I couldn't find the name of the guy that I, I thought this was by. The weird guy who directed Frank and Queen and is famous for these sorts of movies, David yeah. Dakota or whatever. This was directed by some lady named Mary. Yeah, although it is 100% the exact same house oh, from yeah. Frank and Queen. Oh my God, that, that's something that makes us unique in re- as being reviewers of this film is that you know a lot of people have uh, a talking cat is famous as a dumbass movie for idiots but and so as such it has been on like every bad movie podcast but we also saw frankenqueen so to us this movie is basically weird gay porn like it's like the ghost of weird gay porn oh yeah it's 
it would be like watching a shitty family movie that in the background was that porn casting couch the whole time. You're like, I can't. I can't stop looking at that. I've seen people get fucked on that couch. Yeah, you see that dude walking by with that rig that he has to wear in his head before the lady blows him? That's... <laughs> Man, porn is complicated. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so a talking cat right out of the gate starts us with a bunch of shit narration oh, yeah, from just, the cat. Just nature footage. And, yep, sure enough, there's fucking Eric Roberts. And we were talking before we went into this recording, we, during the preview section, we were talking about how there's one section in the movie that sounds like it's just... They use the room mic in in a giant rich people hallway so that the characters sound like they're echoing. Well, there's no excuse for this, but Eric Roberts' voice acting sounds the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, we said it sounded like he phoned it in, and it basically sounds like he phoned it in on speakerphone. Yeah, no, it's not just phoned it in. It's speakerphoned it in. Yeah, he was like, look, I got stuff to do. I'm going to put you on speaker. I'm going to walk around the house while I'm doing it. Yeah, there's parts where you can hear him vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> he's just slurping up noodles while he's eating. I usually, when I'm eating, I like to slurp up noodles. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but oh. I mean, yeah, it's it is the voice acting is is so bad in this, and it, it's it's bad for a couple of reasons. First of all, the recording quality is worse than our shows, and it's Eric Roberts doing his damnedest to do a Garfield impression. It is kind of Garfieldy, except that instead of being mad at Mondays and spiders. He hates beeping machines. It's, yeah, he just hates technology because weirdly the undercurrent of this movie is everyone should enjoy nature more. Yeah. It's, I don't know why this shows up in fucking a shitload of these bad movies we review, but all the time there's that, oh, you know, modern life is terrible and if we all just went out into nature and played in a park and splashed in a pond, then everything would be great. You're like, ugh. I assume it's because making movies is boring and hard. And so they're always just, just like, like my dick. <laughs> it's both of those things. <laughs> yeah, it's boring and hard. <laughs> it's been described by several. <laughs> described in Variety magazine as boring and hard. <laughs> Two and a half stars raised Peter Travers of Rolling Stone. Uh, excellent. <laughs> Very good. Okay. It, so, yeah, I mean, you're right, because that was basically the same plot of uh, Wizards was, oh, these people and their technology. Oh, yeah. If, you had a gruff sounding guy who hated technology in both of these it's just one was a dumpy little weird gnome and the other is a cat oddly enough both who rely on other people to feed them and don't have to do anything <laughs> that seems to be the basic premise of these films is a grumpy little rich person who doesn't have any needs and can do whatever they want doesn't want other people to use technology yeah so we start with the cat complaining about how everyone's on their little beeping machines and Nobody likes nature anymore, but hey, I'm a talking cat, and herf a I gotta go help people. I've got magic, and what I do is I help people, and I think I just found the people I need to help. And who does he need to help? Let's talk about them. Why, he needs to help the richest people in town. And it's not the richest people in town so that they can learn the value of everyday man, or so that they can understand what it's like for the common folk, and maybe they give to charity. This is not a Christmas Carol type visiting a rich person. The reason he is visiting them is there's like a Bill Gates computer tycoon type guy who it, just sold off his company. Yeah, and he's just sort of a dumpy little fat dude. Yeah, and so fucking like the poor man's John Goodman is... Yeah, he's like a Mexican non-union Harvey or, or a Rodney Dangerfield. Oh yeah, he is definitely just a knockoff Rodney Dangerfield that yeah. you found in some little bodega somewhere and you're like oh weird 
Look I didn't this. know they made that. Then they hit him. Roger with Danger Man? <laughs> hit him with a stick a few times to see if they got candy. Turned out he was an actor. <laughs> so instead, they dragged him off to their creepy gay porn mansion. And he is retiring. And, oh, no, retirement is boring. And so a talking cat has to help him not be bored. Yeah, so... Oh, good use of your fucking talking magic powers, cat. <laughs> so that's that's the idea here. We're going to give you each person who's in this, we're going to run through the dramatis personae of the people this cat must help and tell you how the cat is going to help them, all right? So first, there's our, our old man character who is a rich computer programmer who has been writing computer programs all his life. He's like the John Henry of computer programming. <laughs> yes. He has truly made so many websites in the 50s. <laughs> it's true. He was a busy man. And now he's being, or he isn't being forced out of his company. He's just being encouraged to retire because he's done enough. Oh, yeah. And he sold a... his company and his code, so he's got a shitload of money and nothing to do. Yes, exactly. And he already lives in a house that's so big, it's silly. Like, you ever feel like you want to live in a mansion? You know, you, you look at the big mansions when you're driving. Because we live in San Diego, so everywhere you drive, there's crazy mansions on every hill. Do you ever feel like, that? oh, man, I'd love to live in a big house someday like that? This The footage in this movie will disabuse you of that notion, as it takes this kid who gets mad at his dad five minutes to storm away. <laughs> He's like, aw, dad, aw. And then he, like, leaves and has to walk. And he walks for a while, gets to the uh, the stairs, then starts going up the stairs, and it's a spiral one, so it takes him a while to get there. Yeah, and every every couple seconds he shows up again as he goes around the spiral, and he's still huffing. He's, <laughs> he gets to the top of it, and then has to walk off into the distance again. You're like, man, it just took you forever to leave in a huff. Man, it, that house is too big. It is too big of a house. It also, takes you forever to go anywhere. There's, there's only two people here. It's not like, oh, I've got this giant house because there's so many people. It's the dad and his son. And the son is also someone that the cat needs to help. That's right. And the son has two problems. The first problem is that he doesn't know how to talk to girls. Oh, he's a big goofus. And he's like a girl 17. calls him and he's yeah. like, They have him say dumb stuff when a girl calls and asks to, to help him tutor her in English. Although, I, I, just to be clear, her motivation is weird. She's like, I need help tutoring in English because I'm, I'm ready to go to college, but I'm not doing good in English. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, I can teach English. Do you want English? And she's like, you just said something that doesn't make sense. And he, and he responds with, another thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, I've been around a lot of very awkward people being a nerd. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, we meet I've, them. I've been around a lot of people in, like, the high school era of my life mm -hmm. that were very bad with women mm -hmm. and never have any of them turned into a complete nebbish can't speak idiot yeah. it's always just oh they say something like real dumb or an asshole or they start talking about something no one cares about yeah it's it's never like oh i lost my ability to speak english yeah, you're never it, like oh you're you girl and and me go talk place and, and you're like no that doesn't happen and at one point when she shows up to the house he runs off and hides in his room and then she just leaves. Yeah, so, it's like it's like an episode of watching The Sims. Yeah, You're like oh, she showed up, and then he decided his fun meter was low, so he ran into his room. Yeah, and then he just peed himself. <laughs> and the whole time he was going like, "I'll poco." Bodo Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "What? What is happening? What's <laughs> and that he was big like, green triangle?" Oh no, solo Hoto, old Jedi mind trick. <laughs> oh ho ho, ne Java ho. no bada. <laughs> Oh man, I I wonder if there's a mod for The Sims where you can replace Simlish with the Hutties. Hutties, yeah. <laughs> Han Mabuki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
would be really good, actually. That would. That would be no, great. Uh, honestly, there should just be a Sims that's the uh, Jabba's Palace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you could just build Jabba's Palace in that and populate it with, like, that giant shovel face guy. I and... mean, EA already has 10 million expansions for their Sims every and, time they put out a new one. And if I'm not mistaken, up until fairly recently, uh, they may even still own the Star Wars license, right, for video games? Uh, so, I think so. So what is stopping them from making Sims, Sims Jabba's Palace? Yeah. Well, okay, Sims Star Wars, if you want to be expansive, but just Sims Jabba Pal- Jabba's Palace for me. Oh, yeah. And you have, like, these Gamorreans that, that will freak out if they go too long without hearing a jazzy number by some jizz whalers. <laughs> jizz whalers. <laughs> it's always fun. Anytime I have an opportunity to work the phrase jizz whalers into my podcast, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Man, that was pretty- Yar, we're the jizz whalers. <laughs> We sail upon a mighty sea looking for the black whale in the ocean of white. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So this kid not only has the comical, stupid way of talking to girls, which if it was in a movie that was better, might be okay. Because there are times where you're like, oh, yeah, we've comically exaggerated someone's flaw for an effect. You're like, okay, I get that. He's also afraid of swimming. He does not know how to swim. Even though there is a giant pool that, I mean, Papa would have to soak in. It's the so- sort of pool where Papa got to soak. Let me tell you that right now. If one were to have a Papa, he would have to soak in. So it. we watched Frankenqueen years ago, and it was mostly set in this exact same pool. Yeah, mo- almost all of the scenes are just shirtless dudes hanging out in a pool. Yeah, just every once in a while they'll splash near each other, but not on each other so they don't muss their hair. And mostly it's just them sitting around talking in a pool with their shirts off. It's the same pool, and we've seen this pool. So for him to be afraid of it actually kind of makes sense to me, because if you were to point a black light at that pool, it would glow <laughs> bright purple. Uh, so he needs help with both of these things. Yeah. And uh, then we have our other family that the cat needs to help, which is just down the way. Now, this guy lives in the biggest mansion in Mansionland, and then his nearby friends, who are who are a struggling single mom and her two uh, like nearly adult teenage children, uh, live in a ranch house that w- that dwarfs my house. They're doing fine. The weird thing is, this movie is at least a third establishing shots. Yeah, is what this movie is. And most of the establishing shots just don't correlate to no, anything. There's one part where it went from a long establishing shot to a different establishing shot, and every time they do that, it's always of the beach. They keep doing establishing shots of the coastline. And then it'll establish back to one of the houses or wherever they are, which is in the middle of a forest, probably on a mountain. Yeah, that's the thing. is it, It's pretty clear from the uh, the times the guys go, guy goes on walks or whenever they show establishing shots of the two outdoor ho- outdoors of the houses, they're in like wine country, California. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely at least hills, if not a mountain. They're probably in like Palos Altos. Or, or, that's not, probably not the right place, whatever I'm saying. But, you know, one of those big wine country areas that's just east of, of major cities, like just east of San Francisco and Oakland, they have the beautiful wine country out there with the super fancy houses up on the hills. It's some Napa shit going yeah, on. Yeah, Napa shit, exactly. That's, that's the kind of place where they are. They are miles from the beach. And every time they show the beach, that's Hawaii. Oh, yeah. That's not the California beach. No, it's not even showing like, oh, here's the beach, and there's definitely what you would imagine a California beach would look like. It's straight up the Hawaiian coast, and then we cut back to the middle of a forest. And, you know, it's not like, I've been to both Hawaii and I live in California. I know what California beaches look like. They look like some sand, some water, and then rich people's... California beaches be like this, but Hawaii beaches... They're really obvious. It's sand, water, rich people's houses. That's what a beach is in California. Oh, yeah. The people who can afford to live right there do. You don't have giant jungles right next to your beaches here. (laughs) This is just... The beach they show is palm trees, sand, 
crazy rocky ocean. Yep. That we don't have that here. So I don't know where the hell this is set, except except maybe in wine country of Hawaii. Thing is, they never go to the beach in this. It's no. not like, oh, here's an establishing shot of the beach and eventually someone will walk along the shore. No. It never goes to the beach. It's like someone paid accidentally for 20 minutes of beach establishing shots and then went, oh, wait, we don't need these. Well, by God, I paid for it. We're putting it in the movie. We're putting them in. So here's the basic establishing shot of this movie. A shot of the beach, then some water trickling down a waterfall, and it's the same waterfall (laughs) every time. Oh, my God. And then a creek. So we get the same shot of a beach, we get the same shot of pan down rocks that have water going down them, yeah. and then pan across creek. A big rock creek. Those three shots will happen at least five times. Yeah. And my original prediction that we're going to see a lot of repeated driving shots was wrong because this movie doesn't have a lot of driving in it. It does have one five and a half, I think maybe five and a half to seven minute long driving scene, which is people going up on a hill and watching a white Honda Accord go by very slowly. Oh yeah, it is six different cuts of a car driving. It's the same little white Honda Accord just driving around mountain roads just very slowly and there's some jaunty, stupid music playing. Because that's the only music that plays in this is... Except that almost, almost every one of them you can sing along some song with. Oh, well, there are at least two that were highly recognizable because one was literally La Cucaracha. Not yeah. even a knockoff. It was just La Cucaracha. Yeah, they just had La Cucaracha on someone's synthesizer. And, and then, then the other, other one was, <laughs> was very noticeably uh, It's a Small World. Yeah, every time we started playing, both of us were just going right along with it. It was... We're just sitting there. These people are like, is that a cat? A cat is in here? There's a cat. And John and I are just sitting there going, it's a small world after all. Yeah, it's just like in the background you hear. You're like, oh, come on. What is happening? It said the music was provided by some guy named Harry Manfredini. Ah, Harry Manfredini. And he certainly did make some public domain Disney music happen. He certainly did. Also La Cucaracha. Uh, okay, well, we've got to talk about the second family, who, by the way, live in a ranch house from the front, but a mountain cabin from the back, depending on which direction you're looking at the house from. It is from. the mullet of houses. Yeah. <laughs> Party in the front, cabin in the back. <laughs> because I, I think, and this is my theory on this, is that the ca- the ranch house that they were living in is the servants' quarters of that gay porn mansion that the rest of the movie is filmed in. Oh, that's in. entirely possible. So, so if they film it from the back angle like they wanted to, you'd be able to see the mansion. <laughs> so they had to instead splice in shots of an entirely different building, and they ended up going with, like, a cabin from Mount Laguna. Yeah. Which is surrounded by, like, conifers. There's all these, like, like Oh, yeah, fir- it is trees. in the middle of a forest. Yeah, Look, we're, but the difference is that it's a coniferous forest from the back and a deciduous forest from the front. Yeah. So these three people we get is uh, the single mother who runs a catering company mm-hmm. and is trying to impress people. Yeah, with her cheese puffs, her cheese Which, puffs. Oh my cheese god, puffs, these there's puffs. cheese puffs, and these cheese puffs she has are her own recipe. And the cheese puffs, the Sims have requested cheese puffs, so these cheese puffs needs to be cheese puffs. So the cheese puffs, cheese puffs, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah, they say cheese puffs a lot in her scenes. It's constant references to cheese puffs. So we then have the daughter who is ridiculously brilliant. Uh, but we have to take their word for it because we never get shown anything that she does. No, she just sits there using a big computer that for some reason has a bow on it. Yeah, um, and for some reason they have two of them. Yeah, for a lo- they, The funny thing is, she has this giant laptop that looks like a folded piece of cardboard with a bow sticking on the back of it. And then later, so does the rich guy. Yeah, they have the 
exact same computer, same size, yeah. same color, yeah, everything. Same bow on the back. For a so- while, I was just like, what? Did they only buy one laptop and this they have to share between scenes? Yeah, they just use the same laptop between scenes. But no, that isn't actually the case because then later in the movie, the two laptops are side by side, which answered my question of whether the old guy stole that girl's laptop. <laughs> okay, uh, so anyway, she's mean and annoying. She is smart and she wants to go into business because she's going to do business business and she wants to be a big success. Yeah. And then... She's constantly an asshole to the brother, and the brother is a twin. They are twins, and the brother is kind of a like doesn't a, know what to do with his life. He's kind of a Lenny type. I mean, he's, he's not completely stupid, but he's like, "Oh, mom, I want to help you. I'll fix the fence." Okay, I know what to do. I'll be good friend to all of the woodland creatures. Yeah. It, anyway, th- their problems are. That the girl needs to be famous and successful in business. That's what the cat has to help her with. She's super smart, but she has no outlet in order to get her dumb business going. And the the boy is convinced that he has no imagination. Yeah, because he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. And the woman needs to relax and find love. Although, as we will learn eventually, the cat does not get a chance to talk to her. So, out of the five characters here that we have that the cat wants to help, one of them is a person that you might want to help with like the problem of i don't know what i want to do with my life i don't feel very good about myself and my bullet my badgering sister has convinced me that i'm a i'm a directionless imaginationless uh, like waste of space yeah so you go okay that's a character that you go yeah you could probably use some sort of weird deus ex machina talking cat thing to come down and help you with your problems because that's a problem that is actually in existence whereas Like, the sister's problem is, I might not be able to go to the best business school because we aren't rich enough. Yeah. Her problem is that she needs to get famous immediately, or rich immediately. The the bored dad's problem is that he's bored. The son's problem is that he's 17. Yeah. (laughs) The son's problem is that he can't swim, and fucking, who cares? You don't need a talking cat to take swim lessons. Yeah, and also, you will get over being 17 in a year. That's how long it takes to stop being 17. Also, boo-hoo, this 17-year-old doesn't know how to talk to girls. I'm sure that the rich, in-shape white man will have many problems in his life. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he will. Well, that's the problem. Is that'll, That's just a recipe for him to become a supervillain. Can't, <laughs> can't talk to girls, unlimited resources. I mean, in, in a couple of years, he's going to just be a horrifying monster. So he does need a talking cat to come along and fix the problem. Or a Batman. Yeah, or a Batman. One of those. A or talking a cat Batman? oh my god i want to watch a talking batman so bad right now how's that batman get in here oh dude a shot for shot remake but just batman did you let the batman in and it's just batman crouching on a gargoyle like (laughs) oh your name is batman but it doesn't have an address here oh stately wayne manor There's one thing I like. It's a good Batman nap. <laughs> Batman hates Mondays. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh my gosh, that's our new project. Okay, everybody, <laughs> new Patreon project. We are going to remake a talking cat, but make it a talking Batman. We need thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> now, the other thing to uh, keep in mind during this movie is that the humans and the cat will interact once. There is literally one scene where you see both the human and the cat in the same frame together. That's mostly for any given human. Uh, there's there's a couple scenes where uh, they're, they're, the ending of the film has them all petting the cat, 
and then there's a part where the where the dad pets it and a part where the daughter pets it. Yeah. And that's and that's it. Otherwise no one is ever in the same shot as the cat. They're always talking to the cat or about the cat and then it's just shot of person shot away to a cat that is obviously not in the same area you are in. Yeah, and is being distracted in some way. My favorite thing is that they clearly could never get the cat into the rich gay mansion because anytime they show it walking in, it's walking in through like a dingy screen door in someone else's house entirely. <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing is, like there's a scene where the the single mother is trying to find her shoes. And they're like, oh, it looks like they're over there. There's a cat? And you can see the laser pointer that they are using to get the cat to go over to the shoes. <laughs> yep, you can literally see the laser. It's their, their black patent leather shoes and they are reflecting the laser. <laughs> also, anytime the cat has to be sitting still for a shot where like all they need is a, a shot of the cat sitting there so that Eric Roberts can just fartily mumble along about whatever the fuck is in his brain. Uh, it, there's treats everywhere. They surround the cat with treats to keep it in place. You can see them. It's those little frisky treats. Yep. And... <laughs> There you go. There's the behind-the-scenes magic of a talking cat. Just sprinkle treats all over the place and shoot a laser pointer at it. Uh, oh my gosh. All right, we gotta get to the plot of this thing. All right, so the dad comes home, and the son is already a grumpy little bitch about something. Well, well even... it's, it's weird because the the opening scene of the dad is like, well... I'm retired now. I guess we'll spend more time together. Oh, and he grabs a seat in the half a car from the famous porn. Vroom, beep, beep. Yeah, he says while sitting in the back of a car. Yeah, he so sits there and he's like, hey, son, beep, beep, a tiger. <laughs> hey, look, a tiger. <laughs> beep, beep, a tiger. <laughs> if that, uh, uh, that doesn't make any sense. That's our that's our in-house in-joke about what uh, electro swing music is all about. Is is uh, a bunch of music that is basically the background music to the intro to the Muppet show. <laughs> following some French high-pitched lady saying, Hey, look, a tiger. Beep, beep, a tiger. <laughs> that's uh, that's all electro swing music. Done. Congratulations, you found it. Yeah, and then, yeah, the the Muppet theme music. <laughs> do, 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 do. Hey, look, a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. He runs in and sits in the half a car from the famous movie Frankenqueen, by the way, where a shirtless, zombified dude would walk past it in slow motion with a blue light filter on a camera. Which they do at least use the blue light filter once in this, because oh. <laughs> they apparently had one scene they needed to take place at night. And the book scanner. The sca the, the, oh, the famous, the famous book scanner. We'll talk about that when we get there. Okay, so... that's the end of this thing. So the dad comes in, does that, and is like, well, I'm retired. We need to spend more time together. And the son's just like, whatever, dad. Uh, we already uh. spent time together. Well, maybe we can cook food together. You know how to cook. Maybe I can learn. You can't learn to cook. Why don't we get a pizza? Uh, uh, I'm going to be upstairs. And he goes upstairs to get a phone call about tutoring a girl. And the weird thing is, the rest of the film, the kid isn't an asshole to the dad. They just needed that one scene. And so his portrayal in that scene, completely different from his portrayal for the rest of the show or movie. Because in the movie, the son is just like, Hey, Dad, great, we'll do stuff, I don't care, whatever. Hey, look, a cat, wee! Hey, look at that cat. Hey, Dad, how do you talk to a girl when you like her? And that, but that first scene, she's like, Ugh, I don't want to be your friend, Dad. Boom. So, whatever, it's just weird characterization. A girl calls and asks him if he can tutor her in English, and he dumbs his way through a terrible conversation, and then she, like, immediately shows up, and the first thing she's like, she does the kind of... I don't really want to get tutored routine. Yeah, it's... And, and again... Oh, well, you've got a great pool. Why... How about instead of tutoring, we go for a swim? And it's not even that. She does the starting, like, Mean Girls routine where she's like, 
Oh, you have a great pool. How about you read my study guide homework and tell me what it is about, and I will go swimming in your pool. Uh, yeah, which it starts to seem at first that she's like, oh, I'm just using this guy to do my homework so I can go do whatever. But it's only this scene. But again, all the rest of them are, okay, well, the first characterization, not true. Turns out she actually just likes this guy. Yeah. And uh, just like the weirdest thing about this character is that she's in this scene where she's kind of nice to him and then she won't show up again until near the end of the movie. Yeah, she shows up like twice for tutoring and both times he's a big gump. He's a big goofus and she's just like, I don't even want to study. I just want to get in that freaking super rad gay pool you have going on. Uh, and then he doesn't know how to swim. So he's like, oh, gee, we should probably study. I'm going upstairs. What? Anyway, the cat is lying outside during these scenes. And th just so you know. The rules of the cat, whose name is Duffy, by the way, the rules of Duffy are that Duffy can talk to anyone he wants to once. Yeah. In their entire life, he can tell that he can have one conversation with them. And we should probably talk about that. In fact, let's go ahead and, and deal with the very first talking cat conversation in this thing. Okay. So the first time Duffy goes to talk to someone, it is that daughter. Yeah. That uh, the daughter of the single mother and she's being a huge bitch and like tells her brother that he's a big dumb idiot and he runs off and then the cat's like, hey, why don't you check your beeping machine? And that's all he wants. And she's like, you're a cat? And he, a, a cat's talking? A talking cat? And it, that's every time he the cat talks to anyone... They just run through the same boring conversation. Yeah, it's just, bits. yeah, I'm a cat. I can talk, but just once. Anyway, check your beeping machine. A talking cat? It's talking to me? Yeah, just once, though. You should look at your beeping machine. But cats can't talk. I guess I can. Yeah. Anyway, he wants, this is his big magic moment with this character. His one chance to impart super cat wisdom to her. And it's, go check your email. And it's, it isn't even check your email. It's, look at your beeping machine. Which, by the way, let me, let me get this clear. John, a cat tells you to check your beeping machine. What, what item do you look at? Okay, first I'm going to check my phone. It's your phone, right? It's yeah. your fucking phone. Or, if it's long enough in the distant past, I check my answering machine. Yeah, a beeping machine is not a computer. No. But, I mean, if it was like 1985 and he was like, you're about to lose an Oregon Trail, you should go check your beeping machine. <laughs> even then, even then, even if you're like, oh, beeping machine, I immediately think computer because I'm an idiot. Great. The, uh, the go check your beeping machine doesn't mean do anything. Like he's not, hey, go to this website or hey, check the email you have or anything like that. It's just look at your beeping machine. And all we have seen this girl do throughout the entire movie is sit on her computer on the couch. Yeah. The instructions of look at your beeping machine is basically like going up to her and going, you should breathe. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And this is the only scene in the movie that she doesn't have her goddamn computer. So it's just the one time where you see her just sitting there instead of sitting there with her computer, the cat's big advice is go get your computer. Hey, you know how you're on your computer 24 seven. You aren't right now. You should be go get on your, so she goes and looks at her computer and it's a random article about how the old rich dude is an old rich dude and has a lot of computer stuff. Yeah. It's, Hey, this guy who made some code and sold it is retired now. Good for him. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I get, so she gets that, and that's the end of that, because that won't matter until she finally meets the old man himself. Then we get to, to the, the cat's advice for the son. Not the, not the, not the, no, the, uh, for the dad. It's the dad. I, I can't even remember what advice he gives to the boy. No, the, the, the boy so the dad, he goes, hey, dad, 
Yeah, I know you're bored. You should take a walk. Go for a walk in the woods. And the again, the dad's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about maybe I should... What? A talking cat? Oh, and also that scene is... This is my new running thing with shit movies that we have to watch is their weird insistence on re- on referring to better movies. <laughs> Where he's just sitting there in bed going, yeah, I sure like that Humphrey Bogart. That Humphrey Bogart is a great actor. He was in a lot of great movies. Yeah, I gotta fill you full of lead. I like Humphrey Bogart. A talking cat! Whoa! So, there you go. He's just reminding you that at one point Humphrey Bogart made movies, and then a talking cat came into existence. <laughs> so, a talking cat is just like, Hey, you need to you need to go take a walk. Go take a walk. But you're a cat. Yeah, I know. Anyway, take a walk in the woods. A cat can talk? Hold on, I gotta go get my son and, and show him this. And then he runs out, gets the kid, and then the cat can't say anything because he can only talk to someone once. Yeah, instead the cat ribbits. Yeah. And then when the kid looks away, the cat does a dance. That is exactly what I was thinking. Thank you. <laughs> you went right to Michigan J Frog. Yeah. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime gal. So, so far, the cat's been given, given two pieces of advice. One of them was go look at your computer. The other one was go for a walk. Yeah, which, given that this guy is super chubsy and has spent his entire life doing computer shenanigans... The idea that he would then actually take that advice, not likely. Yeah, but sure enough, he goes outside his giant mansion and... (laughs) Wearing a shirt that says, like, in Spanish, one fucking day at a time. Yeah, it says, un pinche pinche dea a la vez, or one fucking day at a time. (laughs) Yep. Good. Great. (laughs) Okay. So, whatever. How much you want to bet that that was just a shirt that he found lying around in the porn mansion? He's like, hey, this shirt actually fits me. That's weird. This ha- It's weird that this house has a shirt in it. <laughs> well, there has to be shirts in this house so that people can take them off. This must have belonged to one of the camera crew. <laughs> or maybe a gross girl. Oh, girls. Anyway, it shows him walking about ten feet. So much, so little of a distance that he is still in his mansion's, like, patio. And then he goes, this is the farthest I've ever walked. <laughs> and, you know, looking at him, I'm like, yeah, I, I believe it. Probably. And then he goes for an actual walk. All right, great. Wa- wearing his one fucking day at a time shirt, he goes out for a walk. Now, he stumbles upon, eventually, the house of the single mother and the kids and so on. And he he's super thirsty, you guys. Which is real weird to me that he's like, oh, yeah, I went for a walk. And then I just walked up to someone's house and was like, Hey, can I have some water? Who fucking does that? Like really weird rich dudes. What I don't get is why he's like he's like, oh, I might be lost. It's like, man, I know this film was made in 2014. Call someone. Also, I might be lost. I'm watching you walk down a road. Yeah. You're not lost. You're on a road. You didn't go out into the middle of the woods to take your walk. And it's a road where your house is. Yeah. The reason I know you're on the middle of a road as well is because there's an entire thing about him almost getting hit by a car. Uh, That's the second time, yeah. But anyway, he meets this lady, and she gives him water, and the two of them have a conversation about how great Humphrey Bogart movies are. Yep, great. And then she's like, oh, and I'm a caterer, and I make these cheese puffs, and (laughs) and I have to make these cheese puffs for a thing. Goodbye. And he's like, okay, I like that that lady because she's the only person in this movie who's my age. I will try to date her later. Goodbye. We... So, <sighs> the advice to the, uh, the son, well... The, the son of the old man, or the, or the well, the two of them, I, they, I don't think they even get friggin' names. 
so we either we can either say the twin brother or the son, and that'll that'll separate there which ones. Go. Which. So it's the brother or the son are yeah. going to be the two things. So yeah. the brother who gets advice from the cat, <laughs> just the cat is like, "Hey man, you're imaginative, obviously, because you're talking to a cat. You have a great imagination because you're talking to a cat. You're talking to a cat, right?" And the cat's talking back, right? Yeah, except, no, that's not a great imagination. That's a thing that's actually happening. (laughs) There's an actual for reals talking cat, or if it is his imagination, he's insane. So is he lampshading, is the cat lampshading this kid? Yeah. He's like, hey man, you've got a great imagination, and I really mean that. I'm not being sarcastic. This is a speech impediment. And if I was a talking cat, I would totally try to convince people that they were insane. That'd be oh, all obviously. I'd just go up to people, hey man, talking cats aren't real. Kill the president. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one chance to talk to you, and I will only talk to you once, and that's why this message is of utmost importance to you. Kill the president. I need you to find Captain Crunch and bathe in it. <laughs> Tomorrow's winning lottery numbers are seven. 14 J <laughs> a picture of the bat symbol <laughs> and your dick that's the powerball <laughs> <laughs> i love it uh, all right anyway. so yeah his advice to that kid is straight up hey kid you're fucking crazy cats are talking to you yeah hey man don't worry about it you've got plenty of imagination because you can talk to a cat and you aren't freaking out i'm like that's not really a sign of imagination as much as it is this guy is willing to go with whatever and probably is insane. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know what? You aren't the first cat that's talked to me. <laughs> you know what? Look, plenty of cats have told me to burn things down. So uh, this is nothing new. Just take a number, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, his advice to the the brother isn't even advice. It's just, hey, man, don't worry about it. You're fine. Yeah, you'll have a great imagination someday. Also, I'm a talking cat. A yeah. cat that can talk. Okay, so the cat to the son the son yeah again no advice like the other two he was like oh i've got this weird non-advice but oh it turns out that by doing it you found out whatever you need except for the brother and the son he's just like hey don't worry about it man like he goes to the son he's like hey you should i don't know probably talk to a girl because girls are great anyway bye hey man be yourself also male normal to abu dhabi (laughs) (laughs) yeah It's the weirdest thing that his advice starts out as being like, oh, what should you do? This thing that's very innocuous and then turns out to be a magical thing. It's Rube Goldberg shit where he's like, hey, go for a walk in the woods because I magically know you'll end up at that lady's house. You know, that kind of thing where I just push this button and it causes an egg to roll down a hill and then the egg lights a match and then the match fills a balloon and then the balloon flies up and it it kills a pigeon. And that was the cat's whole plan because he wanted to eat some pigeons. That was... was, It's that kind of shit that he's doing. But for the two boys in the movie, his advice is just, be yourself. Hey, look, you're already white, man. Just fucking do whatever. Hey, man, any way you can get that shirt off? (laughs) Let's see if we can get that shirt off, because I bet I could cheat. I I bet I could grate cheese on your cum gutters. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) That that does come up. Because then we get, later on in the film, we got to get to the big climactic sequence in this thing, which is the, the... Dad, get, the rich dad goes over to visit the mo- the mom again. Except this time, his goofiness accidentally makes her drop a big old steam basket of her famous cheese puffs. Which okay, it's it's in one of those like uh, metal the steam metal trays. Pl- yeah, yeah. The, the catering 
trays and drops it. It's like, oh, now they're ruined. I go, but they're they're cheese puffs. They're rolls. You dropped rolls three feet onto the ground. They're fine. It's fine. It'd be like, oh, I dropped this loaf of bread. Gotta throw that loaf away. Yeah, that's not a good loaf. We gotta start over. So he stammers a bunch and apologizes and the mom gets crazy mad. Oh, and the the cat is freaking out at this point to the degree because that the cat Because he's came. like, oh, I, I forgot to talk to the mom. I, I was taking a nap and I forgot to talk to Linda. Uh-oh. Otherwise, this cat is just laconic and goes through the whole movie going, ah, oh, humans are stupid. Hey, someone should give me some milk. I don't like beeping machines. And then this one time he's like, oh, no, I overslept. My job is a magic cat. No. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get fired from being a magic cat now. Yeah, it was probably important to point out that one thing the cat did do was tell the brother character how his magic works. Oh, yes. He's like, I used to have a magic owner who gave me a magic collar in a glen. And now it's sitting in a grove of trees. That's okay. my magic collar. That's important for later. Except he's not wearing the magic collar. That he's was wearing, the weirdest bit. He's wearing some other collar that he has, and the magic collar is gross, by the way. Oh, the magic collar just looks like someone has been to town on that thing. Oh, yeah. It looks like one, it looks like BDSM rope made out of coconut fibers. It is gross. It looks like it would be mean to put it on a cat. The uh, The other thing we get is we find out that what the daughter was working on is a program that... You scan in all of the clothes you own, and it will give you an outfit to wear. Yep, you scan all your clothes, and then it randomly generates outfits for you. That's and the way you scan in your clothes is you get a book light, and you wave it over a piece of fabric, and then you throw that fabric into a pile. Yes, until that, until that, uh, the book light beeps. Yeah. Which kind of looks like they're trying to find the tag of the clothes, because it takes, the two actors who were doing this, it takes them forever. They're like, alright, where's the tag on this shirt? Let's see, eh, no. No, hang on. Hang on, try over here. No, hang on. Okay, I'm just going to point it at a random part of the shirt. There's no fucking tag. Beep. Okay, go on and moving on. Oh, yeah. Because gotta... sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I have to do it on the tag. And then sometimes they're like, I scanned the leg of these pants. Beep. Anyway, yeah. moving on. we got to set up how we get to that, though. The man goes over to the woman's house. The rich guy goes over to Linda's house. and Fucks drop, up the cheese puffs. Drop, drop, fucks up the cheese puffs. And then she's like, just leave. Just leave and, and don't, don't go on a different walk in the future. Don't. Also, my daughter, you need to make more cheese puffs. Or you're grounded. And because they're super important to my client. Because uh, she's like trying to get a major business deal going. So the daughter's like, no, fuck you. And she goes off to chase the dad character because she's like, hey, I, uh, I'm a computer designer too. And he's like, a girl? Which was great. A talking yeah, girl? Exactly. That's right. We were, at that point, every time anyone talked in the movie, we were like, a talking man? <laughs> the, okay. Also, I want to just talk about this mother's thing real quick. She's a caterer. Mm-hmm. And she's super into whether or not this deal goes through. Yeah, that's her Who deal. Who fucking cares? You're the caterer. Whether or not these investors invest in a toy company does not matter to you. You are a caterer. I think she, her, if the toy company gets a shit ton of money and is now super awesome, this does dick for you. Yeah, and her whole thing is she seems to be thinking that if she get does really well, then the toy company will like bring her on as a permanent caterer for the toy company. What? What? What is that? What toy company is like? Oh yeah, we have a cheese puff lady here. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do. We make uh, a bunch of action figures. Also, you go into our cafeteria, cheese puffs everywhere. We just got cheese puffs for all these factory line workers. That's what we do. That's what we do here at Cheese Puff Toys. <laughs> yep. So anyway, she threatens the daughter. The daughter ignores her, goes off to talk to the dad about her great computer idea. 
she also tells the dad character that she's allowed to be out here instead of uh, running away from home, basically. Yeah. And so they go and they start working on the same computer together in, in his house. Uh, and then the mom figure, figures this out and sends the son, her, her, uh, her twin brother character's son, to go find his twin sister. And then he stumbles upon the backyard and is like, dude, a pool like this, if I had a pool, I'd always be in it. Wouldn't you, other dude? And the other guy's like, no, I don't I don't know how to swim. I'm or, afraid of swimming. And he's like, I taught kids how to swim one summer. And he's like, oh, if you could teach kids, could you teach me? He doesn't even say me. He says non-children. Oh, yeah. God. And then we get a wonderful scene of the two of them in the pool, shirtless and splashing around. And he's like, I'm doing it. I, I can doggy paddle in three feet of water. Yeah, that's what happens. He's like, look at me, I'm making it happen. And the other guy's like, yeah, you're doing it. You go for it. Hey, let me rub on you a little. Hey, yeah, good job. You know, when learning how to swim, you probably don't need those trunks. No. By the way, real gay sex is, is anal penetration, but fraudage is not gay sex. <laughs> Come on over here and let's be cock rub warriors. <laughs> cock rub warriors! <laughs> I remember that cartoon from the 80s. Everybody remembers the cock rub warriors. Oh, yeah. You rub their cock and it reveals whether they're a good guy or a bad guy. The hologram <laughs> that lights up through body Whee! heat. Yeah. <laughs> On the distant planet of Cockrobia, the <laughs> cock rub warriors are in battle. You've got cock lore. <laughs> Balsicus. Oh, Balsicus. <laughs> I like to think of Balsicus as the kind of orco of that universe. He's, he's like just a, fly, a flying sack of balls that cast spells. Oh, you, you have one guy who's super erudite, and he's just named Balzac. <laughs> Very good. Very good, yeah. sir. I get it. Yeah, references. Yeah, you got the brainy smurf one, and he's just named Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very nice. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, the two of them go swimming in a pool because Lord knows this this director could not Re uh, like resist putting in two hot young dudes splashing each other in a pool without touching yep <laughs> so that's in there but just just to be clear this is the twin brother shows up at their house because his job is to go find that sister right now go find her and bring her back because we need her because she's run away from home and the and son's the only responsible one in the family he's like yeah i'll help you with cooking things i'll help you put together stuff i'm always helpful and then he's like yeah i'll go find my sister a pool? My Wee. one weakness. <laughs> it's like a dog who just got, like, confused and wandered off. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find a ball. Find the ball. Ooh, a squirrel. And you're like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> come on, dog. This is Chewbacca finding the meat on the moon of Endor is what this is. He's <laughs> yeah, the one. This, is this guy is definitely finding the meat, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He's the, a very highly competent starship mechanic just wandering through the woods with his with his friends like okay we got to stop the empire we got to stop the empire oh shit is that wookie meat that's wookie meat that's my meat what are you <laughs> I doing found that meat it's mine now what are you doing chewbacca we got shit to do that is chewbacca's steak now buddy you back the fuck off do not come near chewbacca's steak excuse me i am going to go get chewbacca's steak dude that is clearly a trap there's no way there's just steak hanging from a tree you know this fuck it chewbacca you measured in theater at choate what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> that is chewbacca steak <laughs> <laughs> look man you find a steak in the woods there's a little bit of sap on it do you eat that steak are you a wookie <laughs> you go get that steak am i a uh, wookie did i matriculate at juilliard yeah okay get the steak <laughs> get ye steak <laughs> you cannot get ye steak it is a trap 
<laughs> anyway, that's what happens to this kid. He just fucking finds a pool and he's like, oh, fuck, I gotta swim in pools. That's what I do. My mom will understand. She'll know. She'll be like, oh, yeah, that's the family curse, sweetie. If you see a per- if you see a pool, you pop that top. <laughs> so then the mom shows up and is pissed off at everyone. Rightfully so. This is the only time in this movie where someone acts like a real human being because the mom's just like, A, what the fuck, daughter? I All told right. you not to do this. B, son, why the fuck would you go swimming when I told you to go help someone? And you, creepy old dude that I've met twice, get the hell away from my daughter. Stay away from my house. That's that's basically what it, it all makes. Next time sense. you go for a walk, don't walk near my house. I also like the old dude's attempt to explain himself in this situation because he's like, "Hey, hey, I can totally explain. I think I can explain." And she's like, "Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry." <laughs> well, you see, a talking cat. <laughs> so, so now we've hit the big climax of the film, and the characters can't talk to each other, and everyone's real mad. And the cat decides that it's his responsibility to go talk to the mom and explain the situation. So he goes walking over there and is hit by a car. A car that was foreshadowed earlier in the film as driving too fast. Too fast, the cars of man. So it hits the cat and then we get the best scene. Because all the characters come together to hug it out about the cat having been hit by a car. Oh no, oh okay, so everyone meets at the the single mom's house because that's where the uh the car drives real fast yeah. also this this even includes the girl who is tutoring in english oh yeah because they go swimming they finally he finally manages to take her swimming which is hilarious because the scene of the two of them swimming in a pool is just the two of them standing in three feet of water kind of bouncing in circles and they're like yay a pool yeah, this a is watermelon what, this is what a six-year-old would do in a pool yay and then at one point the girl just announces the word cannonballs, cannonballs. <laughs> they don't even get out to do one no, she just not, says it and it's not even cannonball it's just we cut to her and we can barely hear cannonballs yeah and you're like what cannonballs she's, i like swimming cannonballs and she's like what what are you talking what what the fuck what is, cannonballs what is happening talking cannonballs <laughs> uh, they all show all of them show up at the house and at this point she switches from being girl who was tutoring in english to girl who is recognizable because she's wearing a bow tie necklace and then they go to visit the cat and this is adorable the cat who is Oh, he's been injured, and the vet has made him comfortable. You know he is injured because they have put basically a sock on his head as a bandage. He's got one of those, like, ace bandages that you're supposed to wrap around a sports injury, and it's just draped over. It's not wrapped on him at all. It's just gauze laid over his neck. They they, they caught him sleeping and draped some gauze on his neck and then woke him up, and while he was still groggy, they filmed this shot. (laughs) Before he was like, what the fuck is this shit on me? He was just like, huh, what, huh? He's just got... Just artfully draped in random gauze. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so... If he wasn't a cat, it would be a perfect Playboy photo shoot, right? Just just artful gauze drapery? Yeah. That'd be what it is. But instead, it's a cat with some stuff well, on it. Well, that's going to be my new magazine, Artful Gauze Drapery. Man, I'd, I'd subscribe to that. Right? Especially if it also, also had a section of wet t-shirts. <laughs> wet gauze. Wet gauze. That's that's my edition. That's my version of your magazine. Yours is artful. Mine's the hustler of artful gauze drapery. <laughs> Uh, so then because the, uh, the brother was told about this magic collar, they're like, well, I'm sure if we go find this collar, it will heal a cat. Let's go walk around this upscale rich winery neighborhood till we find a magic collar. And indeed they do. They walk past a bunch of things that they took one shot of and kept going, including a gross water sewage treatment facility, a fenced off rusty water tower, yeah, some, some rocks, that same waterfall again. The beach of Hawaii, <laughs> a river going by, a bridge through the woods that a car drives too fast on. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, 
the a hand comes off screen, grabs a collar off of a rock, and pulls it back off screen, and that's it. We don't even see them pick it up. There's not even the cops of trees that was mentioned. It's just a bare sunny rock with a nasty ass coconut rope collar sitting on it. And they're like, there it is. That'll work. And then, in probably the one scene that made me laugh hysterically, they go back to put the collar on it, and it's the dad who has the collar. And he's like, oh, here, I'll put the collar on him, and that'll help him. And we see him reach down, and then it cuts to the cat, and arms that are clearly not from the dad wearing a different shirt. Yeah. Because the dad's in, like, a long sleeve gray shirt, the dad and the arms wearing, coming in are, wearing a are blue short Hawaiian shirt. blue Hawaiian shirt. The dad is dressed exactly as if he was trying to do Roseanne cosplay. Oh, yeah. He's, he's dressed as fucking Dan. He's, he's straight up. He's got the, the like, plaid long sleeve work shirt and the jeans. Yeah. He is dressed as, as, as the husband from Roseanne, but the person who reaches in is in Jimmy Buffett cosplay. Yeah. So, the best thing ever, just reaches down, and it's like, here you go, cat. And then arms retreat. Nope, nope, back into my plaid shirt. Yeah. And then we get some, the only special effects in this movie beyond the cat's uh, little lip moving thing, which is a bunch of waves of light. And then the cat's like, oh, I'm fine. Except nope, he doesn't everything's talk. Everything's great now. Yeah. And then, you know, we go, we cut to, uh, all the, everybody in every family petting the cat and the cat's doing his narration about, oh, if people just didn't use their beeping machines and, Stop to enjoy nature and we're independently wealthy. <laughs> but he, we get this end narration of like, and then the, the daughter went and she's hanging out with the dad and they made a business. And- oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Earlier, I skipped you away from when we were talking about the business that they made, which was which was a, a, a app that you have that you scan clothes with. Again, it is a book light. And again, that is the same book light that's used to scan bodies in Frankenqueen. Yes. Like, they could even use a different prop. If you ever listen to our Frankenqueen episode, everything we mentioned in it is in this. The pool, the famous Hollywood sign that kept us sane, the half a car room. <laughs> all of it. All of it. It's all there. There is no way it's not the same mansion. Uh, so, he just gives the ending narration of like, and then the, the son, he got a, a job working for some shit, and then this kid went off, and then... Uh, Bluto became a senator, and, like, that's the entire ending narration. Yeah. And the mom... Oh, no, because one thing was the, uh, the dad invested heavily in a toy company, and then that toy company bought that caterer's services permanently. So the moral of the story is if you find a rich guy, he'll probably help you in your business. Yeah. That's it. There you go. There's all the rich problems solved. By a talking cat? No, not at all. The talking cat did nothing. The talking cat is garbage and sucks. Yeah. So, there you go. There is a talking cat. So, the predictions we had for it, unfortunately, not an angel or an alien. Actually magic. Yeah, it's just a magic talking cat. My my endless driving scenes. No, it just turns out to be... A lot of creaks. The only the only uh, prediction I think was right was mine about how sometimes music will end and other music will just start. Oh, yeah. Because that definitely happened more than once, including a bunch of scenes where no music was and then just it would randomly start in the middle of a scene. Oh, yeah, because they'd have the music and be like... And it would end, and there would be about 10 seconds, and then it would go... Yeah. Like, okay, great. So, so my one prediction that the sound would be ridiculous was true. So there you go. 
That scene that they played La Cucaracha over tense, important scenes in this film. Character scenes were like two characters like, if you do this, you're grounded, Missy. You're not an adult yet, and you will do this while you live under my roof. La Cucaracha. La Cucaracha. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Yeah. So there you go. Not a lot of predictions came true in this one, but still just terrible. Top just, to bottom, the just, worst. Just atrocious. So uh <laughs> so now we're gonna give it best and worsts. Let's uh let's go ahead and say best thing in this movie for you, Jeff. Oh boy, alright. The best thing in this movie is that guy's shirt that says one fucking day at a time in Spanish. <laughs> I'd like that shirt. And if if possible, I'd like to use it to walk around in a children's movie. Yeah. That that'd be great. That would be great. Yeah. I wonder if this was actually supposed to be an adult's movie. Like this this is for grown ups. This this movie about oh, a talking yeah. cat teaching the value of richness riches. <laughs> That's Ugh. That would be great. So yeah, that'd be my favorite part of this movie. The uh, the shirt that the dad wears that says one fucking day at a time, but in Spanish. Okay. Yeah, you? Or it might be uh, in Portuguese. You? My, my favorite thing in this movie is the magical shirt switch from putting a collar on the cat. Oh, so it's all Best shirts. Best thing in the movie. It's all dad it's shirts. It's all that dad and his shirts. You know what? That actually makes me think that maybe this movie was filmed in Brazil. If that's If that shirt's in Portuguese... <laughs> Then the fa- that would explain why there's jungle beaches and also pretty forest mountains with with cool cabins on them. Mm-hmm. That would be the only thing I could think of that would explain all that. Huh. I mean, granted, they are driving around in Honda co- Accords with American plates on them, so that yes. kind of that kind of puts a damper on my thought. Yeah. All right. So never mind. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so right. worst thing in the movie. Okay. Worst thing in the movie would be the any time the cat's advice, which is all stupid <laughs> and useless and 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 doesn't seem to have anything to do with the film. It's just this cat pops in. He's like, hey, go look at your computer. You were going to do that in like two minutes anyway, because that's what you do. But I'm a talking cat. Yeah. Yeah. So the the the, the cat conceit did nothing in this <laughs> film. It was pointless. It could have just been a cat that was wandering around and, and it would have still brought everyone together at the end when it got hit by a car, even if it wasn't talking. Yeah. Uh, it would have been, you know what would have made this better if it was called A Talking Picture of Eric Roberts? <laughs> and the. <laughs> And Did the you let the the picture of Eric Roberts in here? Hey, who let a picture of Eric Roberts in here? There goes a picture of Eric Roberts. Hey, I'm everyone. a talking picture of Eric Roberts. That's the rules. I can only talk once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so my least favorite thing in this movie, I gotta go with the dad's family. The fact that a talking cat is like, I need to help you. You're rich and bored. That's it. And instead of going... Hey, man, my advice is why don't you start a charity or why don't you do something useful? It's, hey, man, take a walk. Maybe you'll get laid. Fuck you, cat. Yeah, you know, this guy's independently crazy wealthy. He's so wealthy that he hired a crazy interior decorator and he hates the work that the interior decorator did. Oh, of course he does. It's got, like, a tree trunk in high heels. Yeah, there's a tree trunk in high heels. There's the back half of a Volkswagen. There's a Hollywood sign. There's an angry dog in the background. I mean, it's all just it's all just the leftover stuff from this random porn mansion. And of course, he doesn't like it because he's not the random porn mansion's owner. No. So, but yeah, again, the cat's not like, hey, man, you should help people in need. It's just, hey, go get your dick wet. Hey, come on, man. Look, you need to clear the cobwebs out of that rafter, if you know what I mean. Clean the pipes, son. (laughs) So, so there you go. We're going to give the movie a rating. Each of us is going to give it a 1 to 5. That'll give us our rating out of 10. So, for you, Jeff, a talking cat. I feel like I can't give, keep giving things zeros and .5s every single time we do them. <laughs> but I'm going to give this a .5 because I hated it and I hated everything about it. And 
The movie, if you were to separate all the wheat from the chaff in this movie, you'd be left with about 45 minutes of establishing shots of the creek. <laughs> and and then the, re- the rest of it would be like a, a half-hour sitcom episode about a cat. Yep. So that's... So I'm going to give this a 0.5 in total. It is an abject failure of the highest order. Great. Yeah, and you? Okay. I'm going to give this a one. Okay. And let me explain to you why. By all means, is it because you laughed so hard at the switching shirt scene? Also, yes. Okay. But the big thing to me is, when I watch this movie, it is amateurish in the actual sense of it feeling like someone who didn't know what they were doing and was just starting out was doing this. This is the type of movie... That if I had a little brother and he was like, I'm making a movie about a talking cat. I got mom and dad and sis to join in and they're all going to act in it. This is the type of movie he would make. Yeah. It has the exact same feel of this was written by a 10 year old and shot by a 10 year old. And that's how this worked. And it's, oh yeah, I had to get shots of fluffy. And so I went ahead and just used this laser pointer and some treats. I'm super smart. It feels like someone watched movies, went, I want to make movies, and then made a movie without having any sort of training or knowledge of what they should do. Well, you know, I think that actually does tend to be something that produces the most famous movies, and it's lightning that can't be captured in a bottle. Because if you think about the big cult shit movies of history, you're like, okay, The Room, yeah, it's it's there's something about how the director doesn't know how to make a fucking movie, and somehow he ropes in a bunch of actors who are just as willing to be as terrible as he is. Oh, yeah. You get that with The Room, you get that with Birdemic, Talking Cat is also pretty famous for this. It's a movie where the person writing it knows that you're supposed to have certain things happen, there are certain plot points you should hit, but doesn't know how to string them together. Yeah. I mean, just think about you. Have you seen Birdemic? No. There's this scene in Birdemic where there's a board meeting. And this guy just keeps standing up and going, everyone's going to make a lot of money. And then it cuts to all of them just having a gentle applause session. You're all going to be rich. Gentle applause session. Everyone's worked real hard. Gentle applause session. And it just goes on like that for 10 minutes or so. And you're like, what the hell is this? And you're like, okay, this guy knows that this sort of thing is important to have in a movie is a scene that establishes that there's like triumphs that are occurring or whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to do it. Exactly. And that's, that is why I'm giving it a one because I feel like, this is basically a 10-year-old's first movie. Unlike something like Food Fight, where you watch it and you go, look, you had an entire animation crew, you had celebrity voices, you had a bunch of product placement endorsements, and yet it still turned out shit. So That's like, just your fault. So like you'd say you give uh, Food Fight a zero, but Delgo, which is an actual CGI movie that was made by someone who doesn't know how the fuck to make CGI movies, would probably get that one because it's crazy weird. And- yeah, because you're okay. like, you didn't know any better. Yeah, you're I getting guess- a one because you tried without knowing. How much would, just as an example, because it's another movie that has the same sort of history of like, oh, someone who likes movies but has never made one, raises $5,000 and makes a goddamn movie on his own, what would you give Manos the hands of fate? Oh, God. No, I'd I'd have to still give that like a a .5 because it's just, nothing happens. Yeah, because it's the same story. It's the same history. It's just, it happened in the 60s instead of now. Oh, yeah. This guy's like, I could make a movie. I own a lawnmower company. Fuck this. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so, and so we, and indeed he does. <laughs> and indeed he did. <laughs> so, anyway, all right, great. So this is one of those movies for you. One yeah. of those ones that's so amateurish that that it. I just it, sort it of feel like, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I can imagine a ten year old making this and then very excitedly and proudly showing it. But the problem with me is I can't imagine a ten year old making this because it's set in the porn mansion from his previous <laughs> movies. <laughs> I like to imagine that it's. This family lived in that house first, 
and there's a little kid and he made a, a movie about a talking cat and then they left the mansion and then some porn guy moved in and was like "Ooh, i'm gonna have shirtless dudes up in here <laughs> That would be neat if that was the history, but it's the same fucking dude. Oh, I know. It's the same dude. That's why this movie features a scene where two shirtless dudes splash away at each other. <laughs> so, overall, a 1.5 out of 10. Good job, a talking cat. A solid do not recommend. <laughs> a solid don't. Just don't. Just, no, this one's, go see it if you want. See, this is a great example of a how long can you watch this movie. That was the other thing, is this one, I at least didn't get to the point where I was like, I don't care anymore. It was just... Oh, it's so amateurish that it really is just watching someone's little cat vignettes. Yeah, you're, I was like, okay, if I turn away from this for even a second, I'm going to miss a weird editing error or another shot of that creek I like so much. I better keep watching. I can't play Pocket <laughs> Morty the entire time. <laughs> Pocket Morty's is an app game, by the way. It's not my term for masturbation. <laughs> but it is oh, also that. Both. Also, yes. <laughs> there, it, there it is. Okay, so there you go. Thank you so much for listening to Movie Mastery. If you've got a movie you want to recommend that we watch... Go ahead, let us know. You can get us. We are systemmastery at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at systemmastery. Tell us on Facebook or go to systemmasterypodcast.com. You can find our list of movies that we have and you can suggest there. Yeah. If you are a Flash animator, get to work on a talking Batman. <laughs> just just do it immediately. Make, it, make a, sh a shot for shot remake of this movie, but put Batman where the cat is. Yeah. Every, cause the thing is, they're always going to cut away to the cat. Yeah. So every time they cut away, just splice in Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> love it. I love this idea so much. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for supporting. As always, you can find us on Patreon, support us there financially if you so wish. Yeah. Otherwise, if you like what we do, you can support. If you don't like what we do, you can keep why are you listening? Anyway. You sure made it far in for someone who doesn't like us. Yeah, you, you got real far into this podcast for not liking it. <laughs> so, there it is. So, anyway, we will be back in a couple weeks with another movie. We don't know what we're going to watch until we roll it. So, until that time, you guys have a great couple of weeks. Yep, and thank you especially to Lax Stotes for recommending this film. I forgot to mention that earlier. Oh, well, fuck you then. Good night. Good night.